0: I always do the thing that I feel like I doing and enjoying life to its uh, utmost. I, I'm not yeah. pretending that I'm going to be somebody else that I am.
1: Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry, naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Wow. Here are your hosts, Jay Kopita and Thomas Gabhelen.
2: Hey everybody, and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas. I'm from Bowtie Digital, and uh, with me in Texas, we have the one and only the old guy in this podcast, <laughs> yeah, let's just rub it in there, we have Jay Cupita from whynot.com. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I, I think you guys
1: feel, you know, you young pups feel like you could give me shit for being old because I'm doing everything I can to not be old, with the way I act, with the way I dress. Uh, with uh, my antics. You know, if I truly looked like a pile of shit, then I think you guys would probably hold back on it because you'd probably feel bad, you know? This is
2: so. the thing. We still think there's some competition with you out there, you know? So, yeah. Uh, But yeah, if you haven't yet, you should follow Jake Copita on Snapchat because uh, that's where he's <laughs> posting all his workout videos. It's <laughs> pretty nice. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's getting a lot of play.
1: I get bored, you know? I need to take a break, and I'm like, ah, fuck it I'll Snapchat. So uh, yeah. anyway, enough about me. We've got a great guest on today. Uh, and I hope it works out because he's up in the mountains of Romania, and I believe he's got yeah. his family with him. so this this might be a challenge, but we are bringing Mugor, the owner of uh Studio 20, and their uh thousands of studios worldwide uh now he's been putting, <laughs> he's been putting one up like literally every few months
2: or something. This guy is a machine yeah. he's like he's the McDonald's of the live uh, cam industry
1: oh. I think I mean something I suppose. like this. Yeah, if you look at it like that, yeah, kind of, sort of.
2: But at the same time, I,
1: you know, fuck McDonald's. So
2: Yeah, that is true. <laughs> more, more in the franchise way. I mean, and it has a strong brand. Studio 20 is a pretty strong brand with some great marketing going on there. So really looking forward to pick his brain today up in the mountains. Yeah. See if we can get a Dracula story or two. Yeah. Before we go into there, we need to thank our beloved sponsors. And they sound a little bit like this.
1: Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Bofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Whisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutiku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net. To promote the latest craze. Adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, Redshare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it out. Porn and Coffee is sponsored by the Daily WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. All right, everybody, and we are back. And this is going to be a very interesting episode today since we've got uh, Thomas in Bucharest, I'm in Austin, Texas, and we've got the one and only Mugur Frunzetti, the owner of Studio 20 and its franchises. He is in the mountains somewhere in uh, Romania and he's got his family there. So this is going to be a family-friendly episode, and we're probably going to hear a lot of kids screaming during this uh, episode. So you know what, it's real life, but it's fun, and we're going to roll with it. And thank you very much uh, for joining us, Magor, under these conditions.
0: Well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I have to admit that it's very nice where we're here, like in the middle of the mountains with snow around and it's a very strange feeling that I'm, I'm talking to you guys. Everybody's looking very strange at me. Why do I do that or with a computer I'm in the middle of the mountains? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. That's internet for you. Can, yeah. you say, can you explain for the people that know Romania, where in the mountains are you? Uh, this is Buena Brasov. It's uh,
0: somewhere in the center of the country. and yeah. It's um, seven kilometers from uh, Brasov, a major city. And it's quite in the in the top of a mountain, so it's uh, it doesn't have anything around it, just a few hotels and a lot of mountains all around.
2: How far away are we from Dracula? From whom? Dracula? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Transylvania. <laughs>
0: you know Dracula, it's a legend invading by, uh, by um, what's the name, the American director, movie director?
1: Bram Stokes.
0: Yeah, I think that's the one who first invented the story of Dracula, so it's just a story, it's not a real no, history. No, no, no.
2: Oh, you ruined it for everybody now, Mugur. So you're up there in Transylvania somewhere and it's looking uh, for the... We are actually seeing him uh, from uh, from our cameras here now when we're having this interview and it looks really nice up there. Still some snow.
0: What is supposed to be Dracula Castle is like 20 kilometers away, so it's very close.
2: Okay. Got it. So Mugur, let's dig into this thing. We want to know, like, where's the, where's the story of Studio 20 starting? Like, where, how did you uh, how did you get started with this? And, and where does your journey begin?
0: The story has two parts until now. <laughs> Part one is when I opened my first studio, which was in 2000. So yeah. exactly 17 years ago. There were 17 years in February. So you can say I kind of grew old in the in the business, but until 2012, I was like in different partnerships and small studios, like you know, not very public, trying to keep it a low low profile uh, as a side business uh, besides my my major business, which was insurance and e-commerce. I thought that uh, being an insurance uh, owner, it wouldn't look good to have an adult um, business on the side, so. I kept it small. Then in 2012, I separated from my former partners because we didn't share the same development vision. And I sold them my shares, and I decided to open Studio 20. So 1st of January 2013, Studio 20 was starting from scratch. Me, no employee, no models, nothing. Zero. Except
2: only you in front of the camera. What? <laughs> so it was only you in front of the camera.
0: <laughs> yeah, the only assets I had was that I have enough money to develop it and I have 14 years of experience. So I knew exactly what I have to do. It wasn't like yeah. I needed to guess.
2: Okay, awesome. So from there and up to now, how how, how, uh, how many studios do you have? We now have nine studios.
0: Nine? Nine. Jesus. Yeah. That is a lot. It, it's, it's written on nine or two days ago.
1: <laughs> you should know, yeah, right? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the new one now. That's great.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's gonna be 10 next month. And uh, the plan is to be 15 by the end of this year.
2: Damn. And then
0: after 15, everything it's open. Like, I really wanna compete with McDonald's in numbers, so I have to open more than they have. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. How many studios do you need to open every year then to compete with them? Like, 14,000.
0: Uh, <laughs> actually, we are looking for the franchise, we are looking for a tree structure, exactly McDonald's type. So once we have one in each country you wanna develop, Then they can do sub-franchises or a master franchise or a franchise are the real uh, actual uh, words that I should use. And they can go much faster because you can open one in every country every month. You're not limited to the main headquarters like we are today. So next year, that's going to change. We're going to have master franchises and they're going to develop all the local franchises with other people.
2: Nice, nice. Uh,
1: Basically, you opened up that studio in L.A., uh, I believe, last year. Tell us, what's the biggest difference between opening up studios in the U.S.? Compared to Romania or anywhere else, really? What kind of hoops do you have to jump through?
0: I have to admit that when I opened the LA, I wasn't really aware what I'm getting into. <laughs> so <laughs> if you ask me if I would do it again, going back, yes, I would. But definitely I would do it different. Yeah, how so? I did all the mistakes in the book uh, when I opened the LA. Like, for example, I have chosen a very, a very PR-wise location, which is Hollywood. But it's yeah. oh. not the best location for US models. So I ho- I should have chosen like the Valley or Orange County, anything else but Hollywood. Yeah. You know
1: what's funny is because I mean I used to live out in LA for a long time, and while yeah, I saw where you put your studio, it's just like, eh, you know what? Nobody really lives around there. It's not the safest area in the world, and it's certainly not the most glamorous area in the world. It seems like a better place for you to have opened it. Would have been maybe like Studio City or Sherman Oaks or somewhere, yeah, like that in the valley. Or even further west, like out in Chatsworth or Canoga Park or something.
0: Yeah, I thought like we are 200 feet away from the uh, Hall of Fame. And we are across from the Movie Academy. So I thought that's going to be the most glamorous and exciting part of Los Angeles. Oh, God, no. Yeah, last time I visited Hollywood was like 18 years ago. And back Ah. then, Hollywood looked different, trust me. Oh, uh, yeah. A whole, a whole other story but now it's open so it's there we're not moving it for a while <laughs>
1: sure.
0: the, the, the second mistake that I made was that I I got uh, like I got persuaded by my US team that we need to have a little bit of adjustment from what we do outside US because you know is this um, how should I say uh, the general conception that um, US is different US models are different what I found out after uh, nine months is that that's fake Like People are the same all over the world. Models are the same all over the world. It's how you hire them, the way you train them, and the way you establish your relationship with them. And that's now the same in the US like everywhere else.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, we gave up on these local tricks that I made like, okay, let's not ask them to work full-time, allow them to start part-time because it's uh, so difficult. Uh, they can be two hours late because driving is very hard. Yeah.
2: Stuff
0: that I accepted and I did wrong. Like now we are my basic studio rules, which is that's a serious job. You show up every day. That's your the day hour you have to show up. And if you don't show up, don't come tomorrow. All
1: right okay. there you go. Yeah, yeah. What I can say,
0: U.S. models make more money faster than any other in the world because they have the language advantage, which is huge. And okay. take the conversation to a much deeper level than somebody living outside US that knows English, but at a I don't know conversational level. So okay. a model like say so let's say take Bucharest, a model in Bucharest starts in the first week like fifty, a hundred dollars a day tops. She's a beginner. Uh, a US model can go to three hundred dollars in the first week without any problems. The only thing is that she has to show up at work. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the problem. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's
1: like show up for work. I mean, you'd think it'd be that basic and that easy, but it's not. I mean, not to say that, you know, talent in general has a flake factor, but you always have to figure that in.
0: We have like, we have an example, uh, one of our models that she started with us when we opened, Rosie Blake, and she was only 18 and she's the most serious person I have ever worked with. Like she never skipped a day in those nine months. She was never late. And she had a health issue. She was in hospital for a week. And when she came back, said, like, I know I don't have to, but I want to make a schedule and redeem all the week that I've been missing while I was sick because I want to get back on the track and be on the top, and I want to put in more time so that I can go back to the number one or two on the side that I'm working
2: Damn. So that's work ethic right there.
0: It's unbelievable. And now she's 19, but she was 18 when she started. So it's unbelievable that somebody so young can have such a good work ethic.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And she knows what she
0: wants. She said that she wants to be the next AVN Xb's winner. She knows that we have Divios that want both, and she said, like, guys, I want to be the next. I said, yeah, yeah. Keep working like this and you will.
2: Yeah. Setting goals, I mean, in such a young age. Is that a different thing in America, the work ethic? or
0: America is very big and different. I think California work ethic is different from New York or Miami or Chicago. Yeah. It totally is. Not only from California, but I think that beach cities have a different way of looking at work. When you have a beach in the city, it's different.
2: When you have, when you have a what? When you have a beach in the city. I thought you said when you
1: have a beach in the city. It's just like, yeah, I would suppose. But... <laughs>
0: Beach? everywhere, so let's focus.
2: <laughs> and then you also have the Romanian word beach, and that means whip, right? Yes. Romanian <laughs> wow, you're really learning a lot of Romanian, Thomas. I'm impressed, dude. Well, you need to learn the language when you move
1: to a country like this, and it's okay. a beautiful country. So. It seems to me that people in Romania speak better English than just about anywhere else that I've dealt with, though.
0: Yeah. They are smart and handsome, yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That has everything to do with it, obviously. But yeah, I mean, yeah. no, I've really not experienced much of a language barrier at all with anybody from Romania. And there's a lot of people in this industry uh, from Romania. So it seems to me that uh, English is definitely a priority when you're growing up.
0: Yeah, that's one of the, the reasons why the live communities in Romania, it's, uh, I think it's the, the largest in the world looking at revenue. I think that maybe there is a bigger number of models from Colombia or Russia than Romanians. But if you look at revenue... Romania is by far the first one. And the English adva- language advantage is one of the um, the thing that matters a lot. That's, mm. Yeah, it's good, it's good to know. Do you
2: have more plans of opening studios in uh, America then this year?
0: Yes, we want to open Miami by the end of the year.
2: So another beach city.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a <laughs> warmer beach.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, We're awesome.
0: going gonna to be at the um, uh, XB's Miami like three months from now. And that's gonna be the point where we are gonna decide on the details. And by the end of the year, we're gonna open Miami.
2: Okay, awesome! I wish you all the best for that. Well, we also know that you do a lot of marketing on the shows these days, and um, you have a you have a great marketing team working for you. It seems like. I mean, I love the the stuff that was in the bathrooms down in the the European summit and stuff like this. Thank you. How much uh, do you guys put into the marketing and branding? I
0: think marketing and branding is essential for any kind of business here today in the world. Yeah, the truth is that if if you look around and you start with the things that we use now, I don't. I I use a MacBook.
2: Yeah,
0: the same. So why do we have MacBooks? It's of course a brand thing. With my iPhone, and I love my car because I love the brand. If I change my car, I'm going to have a new version of the same brand. And I have some clothes that I enjoy. So we're so focused on brands. And that um, branding, it's important. And it's important that as a brand, you establish your positioning, your niche, and you let people know what you're good at. I always told people like Studio 20 is good at this and this, and we are the best at what we do. We're not the best overall because nobody can be. But our niche, which is professional, full-time glamour models. So it's professional. It's not like a hobby. It's full-time. You're doing it every day like a regular job. And it's Glamour. We don't go very poor. We stay on the Glamour side. On these, okay. we are the best. On other niches, there are so many people that do them better than us. And you don't, we don't want to switch to do everything. We want to keep being the best on what we do.
1: Yeah, well, you can't be everything to everybody. You know, I've seen that happen in the industry. Yeah. And in doing so, you end up falling short in every attempt that you're doing. So,
0: so yeah, brand important for us. And uh, I'm very happy to see that so many people are starting to catch on our brand. The thing that I noticed in the last year, and it's very strange, I never... I never wanted to do to, to do this, but it happened anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is what we talked about. It's going to yeah. happen. It's all OK. <laughs>
0: it's my 11-month-old uh, boy, so and he wants to eat something, I think. So, <laughs> uh, story. Uh, what happened is that more and more people, like members, that we don't target with marketing, start searching Studio 20 or Studio 20 girls on Google. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger, and now we have like 3,000 or 4,000 searches every month without yeah. without willing we wanting to have them so that's a very interesting thing what's happening we're establishing not only a business to business brand as we intended now we're establishing a business to consumer brand which we never wanted but it's happening any, anyway because of the quality of the models they start looking for other models and they want the models to be from studio 20 because they they have this quality uh, feedback but
2: it also helps for hiring people right i mean of course yeah yeah it's easier to hire somebody when they want to work for a brand that you know, wins awards and, and do do good stuff.
0: Today like almost all people that come to hire with us, they come for Studio Twenty. Nobody comes just working in the studio. Everybody's standing in interviews like I came here to Studio Twenty because I want to work with you. And we yeah. can hire everybody. We have a, a now we're starting to have a, like a long line of waiting. In Bucharest, for example, we sometimes we tell them like you know because you don't know very well English or some other reason. We can refer you to another studio because we we can't work with you and many times we get like come on guys let me tell me what to do i want to love this better what should i learn more I want to work, I can wait for a month or two, but I want to work with you. I didn't come here so that you send me somewhere else. I don't want to try another studio.
2: So also for the branding and marketing thing, I mean, what what does it take to hire and keep such a good team? I mean, an awesome person like Andra.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that um, me and Andra, we work very well together because I'm a marketing person. I've been doing marketing for so many years and she enjoys working with me because she learns from me every day. And the kind of person that wants to learn and grow and develop herself you can only do this when you have somebody that's much more experienced with you and also excited about the the thing as you are and i'm excited about marketing yeah, yeah, yeah and the same with her people she's doing the same she's then sending the the information over to them and she's learning them and it's a process of growing everybody's growing professionally speaking in the department and it's a it's a very good like a state of mind Everybody is excited about what they do. We all believe you're yeah. 20. Nobody works there just because, I don't know, I pay them very well. Everybody believes in that what we do is the best thing that we can do. No, but it really shows. Yeah, you can fake uh, enthusiasm. <laughs> no. And no employee in the world it's can true. fake enthusiasm come up and say, yeah. You know, I hear these conferences from, I don't give names, it's not porn industry. Yeah, I work for the best company in the world, and you can feel the fake behind it, yeah? Yeah, right. Oh, no, it's true.
1: You know what? I want to talk about your style, Magor. So at the shows, we see you rocking a purple suit, you're doing the dance floor, singing. You know, do you have kind of a background in entertaining, or do you just kind <laughs> of enjoy doing it?
0: I'm a professional life game model. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think it's it's also from my family because my mother and my father that unfortunately died. They were both, uh, my mother was an actress and my father was um, a movie director. So it's oh. somewhere in my blood. Yeah. But it's also the fact that I don't fake. I mean, even if i show or anywhere else, I, I just behave the way I feel like. And a lot of people hate me because of this and other people love me because of this, but... I want, I'm enjoying my life a lot and I have, I have a very happy life. I wouldn't change it for anything else. Part of it is the fact that I live the way I, I feel like and I don't... I dress the way I feel like I'm going to dress. I sing if I have to sure. sing. I have no voice. No. I dance, although I, have, I haven't I have got the best dance move in the world.
2: And <laughs> Neither do I. You have a lot of good dance moves. Come on, over <laughs> I
0: always do the thing that I feel like doing and enjoying life to its, uh, it's, it's uh, utmost. I, I, I'm not yeah. pretending that I'm going to be somebody else
1: that I am. Oh, that's yeah. cool. You know, you got to do that. I mean, I think Thomas and I are the same way. We just basically let our freak flag fly and you know what? If people like it and they accept it, great. If they don't, well, oh well, you know? Yeah.
2: I don't know for Thomas, but you surely are. <laughs> no, but I, I know for sure, Mugur, like you you don't hide any feelings. I mean, if you have a bad day, you show it. I mean, it, it's not a point of trying to be something else. That's the one thing I like about you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Can I ask you a question to change a little bit the conversation? I want to ask you something. Yeah, sure,
2: sure. How
0: is Bucharest? You've been in Bucharest for how much? Three months?
2: Me? Yeah. I've been in Bucharest since November and I came probably, when you move to Bucharest probably you, if anybody's listening and want to move to Bucharest, probably don't choose like November, December, and January, yeah, like no, they no. probably the worst no. months ever, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm liking it very much so far, I have uh, a lot of good friends here, you know, the industry is big, not only in the cam industry, but also in affiliate marketing industry, so there is a bunch of people moving over here at the moment and uh, yeah. very
0: strange for me, like for the last 10 years, I had a lot of Romania moving out and the last yeah. year or two I, I, I don't hear about Romanian people moving out I hear more about people moving into Romania so, so yeah. it's reversed and I'm trying to figure out why <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love to have a coffee with you and uh, and explain everything in detail of what's actually happening right there but we uh...
0: did for such a long time we didn't even have a coffee we should do
2: that yeah absolutely mm. I will bring you one of my mugs <laughs> okay I'll bring you one with you <laughs> there you go so let's jump back into this thing yeah let's talk more about the industry and its whole because i mean for 17 years in the business you have a lot of insights as well and i know you have a lot of strong opinions do you have any predictions on the the direction of the webcam industry at the moment it's
0: obvious that the live cam industry is growing and is changing we had these a freemium niche started by Marfie Camps that opened the new possibilities towards a new generation, like the young generation, the millennials, people that don't have so much money to spend, like the usual members, the big warriors, we call them, that spend five, ten, fifty K a month. The millennials, yeah. they are students or stuff, and they only can spend like a hundred. And they they do this. The freemium is kind of a crowdsourcing for me. Everybody puts in five dollars, and in the end, you see... The thing that you wanted to see. Yeah. Um, this made a change, but it's also limited the market a little bit because it pushed Cam to very, very adult. And then mm. people that, uh, I don't know, they don't feel good being associated with Cam, they wouldn't uh, use it. And even if they use it, they wouldn't speak about it or admit. Uh, what I see mm. now is that a different movie is starting and the live cam is going more and more mainstream. Because actually live cam, it doesn't only have to do with porn. Live cam, it's life and a cam attack. It can be friendship, coffee, love, sex, porn, movies, uh, books, uh, mountains. Uh, it's, it can be everything. And the fact that we reduced it for the last three or five years a lot to porn, it's kind of put some barriers in to expand it. I was in... A, in a conference meeting in UK on a different business that I own, a marketing automation tool. And in the in the night, I went up with like thirty people. We start drinking. Everybody was drunk, and then I started asking them about whether they ever used the live command. They not only that they didn't, but they they thought that that's something like exclusively like a porn tube or something. Mm, so yeah. nothing is changing. It's going more and more mainstream. Social networks are changing it. The models are changing it. And um, I think that uh, it that the next year are going to be like a little bit of a split between the camps that do only adult and the ones that are more focused on mainstream. And I see a lot yeah. of uh, new projects opening up. And also yeah. the industry is very mature now. 15 years ago, you could start a live camp site and be successful with, I don't know, some very small amount of money because the market was empty. Today, the is mm. saturated. Everybody's fighting for the same piece of traffic and profits are going a little bit down. So it's mm. more about, um, you know, being very original and bringing new things on the table. And I know I can't talk about them because they're still not launched, but I know more than one projects that are gonna come new on the market and do things differently, go more mainstream.
1: Let's do some tips. You know, you gave some uh, good ones in uh, Spain, but you know what, let's just kind of throw this out there because I've actually had some conversations with some cam girls lately who are either disgruntled about the industry or they feel like the industry is like slowing down or dying, which I think is ludicrous. But I'd like to know from you some brush-ups, some tips that uh, cam girls need to know to help them do their job better.
0: Okay. So first, I'm giving you the good news. I, I know the average sales per month for a model for the last 17 years. <laughs> and yeah, that it kept growing. And what we have today is bigger than everything we ever had in the past. So this we sure. like the old days are gone and now we can't make any more money. And that's bullshit. Of course. You can go and work on a premium site and do everything for three dollars, and then at the end of the month you're gonna make a hundred dollars and a lot of pay. But that's mm-hmm. your option. That's gonna happen if you are, I don't know, a lawyer. There are a lot of lawyers that don't find any work and they they starve, while others are charging five thousand dollars per two hours or something like this. Mm. So yeah. it's always gonna be winners and losers in any industry. Unfortunately, that's yeah. what works. So. Yep. Not that you cannot make money, but first of all, you need to approach your, your profession like a profession. Enjoy it, respect it, and and be better in it every day. If you start thinking like, that's something I'm going to do only for two months and I hate it, and those guys over there are all some idiots, uh, facts, uh, jerk-offs, then it's no way that you're going to be successful if you don't respect your profession, your members, your studio, your campsite. It's this this kind of disrespect and dislike it's something that stops so many models from becoming very satisfied with their earnings. The second one is that nowadays a model is has to be a star if she wants to make real money. Mm. It's not like five years ago, open the cam, do your thing, close camp, go home. If you're not ready to understand social media, if you're not ready to understand uh, the basic of promotions, if you're not willing to get involved. Outside the hours that you actually work, then it's very unlikely that you're going to become a top model. And the market is somehow now um, separating into models that do a lot and those that do very low. Okay. So it's not very much like a middle class. It's like America today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the middle class models is dying and each of them has the choice to go right or left. And they have to make a
2: choice. Okay.
0: The second thing I would advise them is the fact that they need to, to understand that members are not some machines that throw money on them. Members are people. If you don't treat them like real people, and let me give you an example, a member comes come up and he say like, I can't come to private today, I don't have any money. I lost my job. 99 models out of 100 are going to say, okay, okay, let's talk other time. And they would simply ignore the guy because he doesn't have any money. Mm. A really good one would talk to him and encourage him and you know give him confidence and time and this kind of stuff and you know what's gonna happen two months later when he's gonna be back having a job and money to spend who do you think he's gonna go and spend money with the ones mm. that just treated him like a, a money machine or the one that actually spoke to him and encouraged him and was there by him? yeah so a human side in the business if mm. not human then humans will not pay back.
2: No, absolutely. Would you say that it's actually, uh, you, you guys are actually selling a girlfriend experience, right?
0: Not, it's not necessarily girlfriend. It's like a um, human relationship experience. It can. Be, yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to be girlfriend.
2: Yeah. Or okay.
0: Somebody you can really talk to without feeling that, uh, you know, you can very rarely really talk all, all with your family or your friends or people that you meet every day, it's very rare that you can confine in them. And then yeah. you probably use a shrink, which is not always, I respect them, but I don't think that's always the best choice. No. <laughs> I, would, I would always choose a nice girl to talk to.
2: <laughs> so it's much better. <laughs> So, okay, so we have been touching on some tips and tricks for, for the cam girls or, and the cam boys. I mean, we, we also need to mention that. Also, I was thinking about if you then are like, for example, Jay, and Jay wants to come to Romania and open a studio. Is this something right. that you can recommend or is it something that it's not so easy that it looks like? We can give
0: him the full recipe for success. We only need him to become me. <laughs> And ready to work. This kind of business where you don't buy a franchise—it's that's when it's different from McDonald's. You don't buy the franchise, hire a manager, and go home and enjoy the money. Mm. If you don't get personally involved and do a lot of work, at least in the first two three years, until you really control what's happening and you learn what's happening, then it's very very unlikely that you're going to succeed. All our franchises today, they make profit. All of them. None failed. And the reason was that we did a very careful selection of our partners. We never allowed people that just brought money on the table to get in, unless they also have the entrepreneurial abilities that we would need them to have. And the moral profile, because yeah. a lot of people, they want to get in an industry just to have nice girls around them. And that's yeah. the best recipe to, to fail in, I think it's any business, but this one especially. Like, start, start confusing uh, your employees with your sex partners. That's, yeah. that's the end of any business uh, in this. Ne-
2: never, never dip your pen in the company's ink.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think yeah. I've, seen, I've seen so many uh, studios going down for this, so it's like one of the major things. And the second one yeah. is trying to cheat on the models. So that's of the main yeah, right. way studios go out of
2: business. Yeah, that's a good tip there. Absolutely. But
0: actually, I think any, anywhere in the world, if Jay wants to open a studio and has the ability to work and the will and the money, I can give him the exact recipe for success because I, I, I know exactly how it works. Some places his success might be five, six months, like Romania, Colombia, Hungary, uh, Ukraine, and some others like us, it might be nine or a month or a year until he reaches profit, but it's still a much faster return on investment than almost any other business that I know.
2: Yeah, either stock market, like even that, it's faster return of investment. Much faster. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Bofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Wisties, Babes, Wiccan, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Promo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So, you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, RedShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it out. Porn and Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19-22, to 2017 in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the
2: Gaelic WWW conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. We are soon going to end this one, but I'm just uh, wondering, like when you are not running multiple studios, what do what do Moogle like to do? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, going to the mountainsides and stuff like this, you know.
0: Actually, that's. I think it's my first uh, working day, Friday. They, I'm taking free for the last, uh, I don't know, one year. So my wife really pushed me. Like we need a weekend with the kids alone from everything. Supposedly no, uh, no internet.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost no internet. <laughs> yeah. What
0: I do is that I, I, I get in somehow I get involved in all uh, in all studios that we have. Not like giving orders, but. Um, trying to figure out where I can help because yeah. I still bring the, the largest experience. I got them at that point that they know they can trust me and they can ask me open, this doesn't work out, what should I do with this, we have this issue and I give them all the, the feedback that I can and help them the way I can so that they do better. Some of them use my feedback wisely, others Um no, in the end, uh, if that's a franchise, then they business, so I can't push more money in their pockets if they don't want to have more. Okay. In my own studios, of course, everybody is listening to, the, to my ideas, and I always allow people to contradict me and to say, like, you're wrong, and we can get into a logical argument. And if they're right, I always accept it, and that's why people I work with respect me, because I've yeah. never start with the idea that I'm the big boss, so I'm always true. I always accept their arguments if they are valid, and I... I I accept my my faults and my mistakes when they happen.
1: Thank you very much. I'm the same way, dude. And I mean, it's just like I've worked with people that are the opposite and it sucks.
0: Most people I met work with people that are the opposite. Most managers and owners that I know right, tend to be like overconfident in themselves and they wouldn't accept the fact that people that they pay would have better ideas than themselves. Yeah, that's a word like if you're the smartest guy in the room you have in the wrong room.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, that is true. That is absolutely true.
1: Very true. Yeah. You got to hire people that are smarter than you. But yeah, I mean, it's like I've worked for people before that it's like no matter what you say, no matter what you present to them, they are always going to be right. And you know what? In many cases, I saw that, you know what? Nope, they're not always right.
2: That happens. Okay, we are coming to the end with uh, Jay Kopita's favorite question.
1: Um, I don't know that this really applies to Bogor, because, I mean, he's around Studio Girls all the freaking time. So instead, <laughs> what I'll do is I'll make it a little bit more professional and say, hey, who was out there to give you uh, a helping hand? Are there any shout-outs? Are there any names that you know might be instrumental in... Uh, helping Mugur to his success?
0: Uh, I'm curious what was the original question, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The original question, I'll just say, do you have uh, any secret and soon to not be so secret crushes on anyone in the industry? Not just cam girls, (laughs) but maybe executive types. But you know what, you got a family situation going on there. And uh, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, the question just wouldn't be as fun with you. It's more fun to put people on the spot that wouldn't really have an answer or they'd choke up on the air, you know?
0: Yeah, I would. I don't have anything to choke up in the air. <laughs> also, one of my favorite executives in the industry, it's a woman. It's Shirley. Uh, Shirley. Oh, yeah. And the funny yep. thing is, is that I don't work with Charter Bait, So it's hmm. not that we do a lot of business and I'm kissing her ass. <laughs> I, I totally admire and respect her which is... uh, That's awesome. The one of the people that help me most actually is my wife, although she doesn't work with me. She's the kind of, uh, you know, cool mind that I can always go home after a bad day or something that I can tell the stories of what happened and yeah. always give me a good advice on how to proceed
2: awesome awesome well uh, Mugur we will uh, thank you so much for your time yeah. and thank you so much for being part of this episode of Porning Coffee
0: it's very it's very enjoyable to be in your, uh, in your episode thank but you I so much I think I think that would make you feel like uncomfortable it's very nice
2: yeah we try to do our best there for the rest of the listeners there's a new episode of Porning Coffee coming out next week but in the meantime remember to work hard be nice to people and try not to get lost and killed. Yeah
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week.